am so glad you are here, and welcome back to Parallel Proof. My name is Bruce, your host, on a journey to make sense of my past. I want to thank you for all the support I've received. So many of you have truly inspired me. Please share this podcast with others, and if you have time, I would love for you to rate it and comment. Many have asked me who the producer is. They see the quote-unquote produced by Karen Lane when they pull up the podcast on whichever platform. My life from birth to 18 years was shaped and molded in the same house, set in the woods, next to a continuously flowing creek. A sloping 350-foot-long driveway between trees and brush was connected to the street I grew up on called Karen Lane. I happen to be a product, and this podcast is an outcome of the life forged those 6,570-plus days turning off Karen Lane to a colonial-style house in Northeast Ohio. This is Episode 12, Captivation. This podcast may contain sensitive subject matter to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This week's episode is a potpourri of stories, pointing to a common theme. There are things that happen in life that are not all tragic. Funny instances we can look back on and chuckle as we share with others. The saying that goes, what a time to be alive. Life can be fun and funny. We all need the pauses in the day-to-day that breaks up the monotony. And yet I still find myself creating a parallel with those laughable, head-scratching times to what I think God might be telling me. The words come alive and mean something to me when I do that. Maybe only me, but forming relevance is a way for me to connect with the God so personal to each and every one of us. So here are a few stories surrounding confinement under duress. It was a blistering, hot summer day, and my family and I decided to pack up some lawn chairs, a canopy, food, some sunscreen, and head over to Folsom Lake to enjoy some swim time and playing in the sand. There I was, trying to be a good dad by swimming in the lake with my kids, doing all the typical father-of-the-year thing by tossing my seven-year-old daughter as high as I could and letting her splash into the water completely submerging yourself and then coming up for air and paddling back to me for more. One such throw went from funny to scary and back to one of the funniest things I've ever laid eyes on. As my innocent, wonderful, precious daughter was making her way back to my grasp, she started completely freaking out. I see my daughter clutching her chest in a panic. I'll save you the screaming part for your poor ears, but in her own words, she's yelling, I feel my heart. Something's wrong with my heart. My heart is coming out of my chest. I'm all what? My heart. It hurts. It's coming out of my body. I could tell in her eyes we could have a major issue. She wasn't kidding. She was scared and feeling some type of sensation. I seize my little girl as she's cupping and grabbing the area near her heart. I pull her swimsuit out away from her body and I peer in and there it was. Not her heart, but a fish she had caught 
flopping around, captive between her rib cage and the fabric. The catching of her first fish, never to be forgotten. The catch and release. <laughs> wow. I received a story from an ex-coworker at the police department that I want to share with you. This is the abridged version, and the full story is available for you to read in addition to this transcript at parallelproof.buzzsprout.com under this episode. Paula Gao, that's her name, Paula, was patrolling the streets and, per usual, the mundane burglary call at 5.30 a.m. pops up on her terminal. And, of course, she's near the end of her shift, so let's hope the owner tripped the alarm by accident. Initially, no burglar in sight, and the owner of this auto parts store wasn't aware of any break-in. But the good officer she was, she was going to roam the store and make sure nothing was awry. Oh yes, there he was. The culprit had stolen Planter's Peanuts and was roaming the business. The Planter's Peanut bag had a tail. A rat, stuck in the bag, was scurrying around and tripping alarms. One swift stomp and Paula got the bag but missed the rodent. And off the dirty little creature went straight into the bathroom. No police training in the world could prepare Paula for what was about to take place. Although she did grow up in the country with cows and chickens, she'd also engage in rodent warfare from time to time. Now it's a mission to capture or conclude the life of this mongrel. Another stomp, another miss, and it's gone. Until there was a weight on her pant leg, but no rat to be seen. The mangy rodent is inside her uniform pants. Paula begins to jump up and down, frantically shaking her foot at warp speed, along with squeals at the thought of pending rabies or bubonic plague or bird flu. Who knows? <laughs> but now it gets disconcerting. No rat exits. Only the feeling of a warm, fuzzy movement at her crotch. <laughs> Under different circumstances, whatever. But male or female, a rat nestled in the seam of your junk would be quite unsettling. A rat in captivity in your crotch. <laughs> Let that one process for a minute. I hate the word crotch, by the way. The rabbit I've heard of, but not the live rat. Was there an escape? More details of her story are available, so download the full narrative after my transcript at Buzzsprout and read it in her own descriptive words. And uh, thank you, Paula, for sharing. Now, people in captivity, or those that feel captive, often make irrational decisions, and if alcohol is involved, look out. As a cop, you often find time to hunt or time to just cruise around being the friendly neighborhood police officer there when you need them and also present when you really don't want them around. Case in point, on my beat one night, I make my way to many of the downtown bars within my territory just to be a presence and make sure everyone stays sane and gets home safely. I roll up to this bar at closing and see this dude, I mean, hammered. Drunk off his rocker, stumbling around, trying to feel up the ladies. So I decide to help this guy out. He's not scoring any points with the women and won't be scoring at all later on. So 
to keep him from hurting himself by falling face first to the asphalt, I sit him down in the back of my patrol car, unhandcuffed. He's not in trouble and he's not going to jail. I ask the guy for the name and number of a friend that could come and pick him up, which he provides me. I call said friend and they're literally 10 minutes away and on their way to take this guy home until captivity overwhelms. Dude lays back and starts kicking my driver's side rear window, shattering the window. Within seconds, he's crawling out the broken window and falls face first to the paved parking lot. Freedom gave him some balls and the opportunity to fight a cop. And fight me he did. That brief stay of captivity in the back seat not only captivated his mind, but willed him to end up becoming a captive in county jail. I have in my mind the words captive and captivity. A captive fish, a captive rat, a captive person. This country is in turmoil at the moment. Ever since COVID graced the world with its presence, there has been an increase in the amount of resentment and arguments, violence and quarrels, an upheaval of common decency along with fights on so many fronts. Angry radicals lashing out and honorable citizens taking cover. The Apostle Paul talks about this very thing in Second Timothy and in, at the end of chapter 2. Paul pens something about, quote, coming to their senses and escaping from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Many times I like to work in reverse as I read the word, and this happens to be one of those occasions, so bear with me as I prove a parallel to myself. The devil traps and ensnares, and when he does, a person is taken captive, or can be taken, to do the devil's bidding. But God has asked us, he has commissioned all of us, to be his servant and carry out the calling placed on our lives. There are many captive around us, knowingly and unknowingly, stuck, imprisoned, near a dead end, chained, a friend, a co-worker, a spouse, your child, your neighbor, the people in your bubble. They may be trapped by foolish thinking, taken hostage by schemes orchestrated by evil. There may be someone in desperate need of you being an instrument in the symphony conducted by the Lord himself. And here is the mandate. This is what Paul says to do and be. When you come across those who have foolish and stupid arguments, those are Paul's words, by the way, when you deal with the same that produce quarrels and dissension, we are asked, as a servant, to be kind to everyone, able to teach and not be resentful. So many using the excuse of how shattering this past year has been. People with different viewpoints and opposing ideas about life. We are to be gentle, and in the gentleness, instruct. Why? Because there is a hope that God will grant them the repentance which leads them to the knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses and escape. Paul says that. Like it or not, there is a reason we are placed on this earth. God has ordained you and me to be here for a purpose. But even before Paul says all of that, he directs us to flee. First, start with that. Flee the evil desires. 
Fleeing something that's behind us means we are heading towards something else. He says pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with and also with those who call on the Lord. Chase after those pure in heart. Surround yourself with other servants of like mind. In these tumultuous months, under the umbrella of disheartening news, it makes most want to retreat and hide. I know I want to quite often. These crazy times make me want to become invisible and exclude everyone, but that doesn't negate God's word nor his calling of us to those captive and in need of gentleness. As I speak to myself, I ask if I'm trying to be understanding and compassionate. Do I present peace and forgiveness? When so much around me are quarrels and a tug of war, am I pursuing being a servant to help those trapped and taken captive? Do I exude the nature of Christ so people come to the knowledge of Him? Even in these dark times, among a divided nation, what am I doing? Not enough, I can tell you that. But I want to. Lord, help me flee and pursue so I can help any taken captive. Thank you again for being here with me as you sort through my thoughts. <laughs> if you happen to like this podcast, rate it, share it, comment if you want. I just so appreciate all those here by my side on this journey. Let me know who you are. Email me and give me a good story of yours that I will parallel. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will be with you again soon.